from the faces of radio, this is the sound of television. Good afternoon. Welcome and to the welcome. sound of television. Sound of television, April 3rd. The fun never stops. No, it sure doesn't, especially when my microphone is not on. Oh, no. Um, is the board being tweaky again? Yeah, it sure is. Let's figure out which mic you're on, Rob. Yes, so stop talking for a second, Kat. Okay. Is this my mic? Or is this my mic? Or is this my mic? Or is this my mic? I think you're mic one. I think I'm mic one. There we go. Okay, can one you hear four. me in your headphones, Yeah, Kat? I can hear you. Okay, there All we right. go. All right, looks like we're ready to go we here. We are totally ready to go, and this is I'm excited for this episode. This has been a long time coming for this episode. Rob's been dying to have a Star Trek Themed Yay! show. Yay. Literally, tears of joy are streaming Yay! down his face. Yeah, pretty much. It's a beautiful moment. I'm practically crying over this show. Yeah. So what do you want to get started with here, Rob? Well, I mean, you can't do a Star Trek show without playing the notorious Star Trek theme. So this is... Notorious. Yeah, notorious. Notorious. You heard me. This is the lounge mix of the theme song to Star Trek on The Sound of Television. <laughs> Welcome back. That was the lounge mix of of what, Rob? The theme from Star Trek, Cat. <laughs> like Wonderful. The, just the basic theme from the original show. You must have heard that song at least. Um, Where like maybe? there's that crazy I opera singer did. going. Oh, 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 oh. Uh, did that opera singer have facial hair, Rob? I'm well, I'm joking. I mean, maybe if she was an alien opera singer, sure. Maybe if that was the evolutionary standard on her planet. They had a piano player opera singer on Star Trek The Next Generation who had four hands and facial hair. So maybe. Was that a woman or a man? It was a woman. She had two boobs but four hands. And facial hair. And facial hair. It was a woman though. Ambiguous. Um, so we're going to start some trivia here with Rob. Uh, that's right. To uh, counter the recurring theme of Stuff Cat Doesn't Know. Which we are not going to be doing anymore. On account of I get upset over it. 
Kat, you know what would make you less upset? What is it? If you knew things. Oh my God. See, this is the kind of stuff I'm talking about. Anyway. We're just going to move right along. Kat is going to try to stump me on Star Trek trivia so that she can establish stuff Rob doesn't know. Exactly. So Even the bar bit. Get at um, it, Kat. Let's see what I don't know. So I'm going to give you a freebie here. The first question is ridiculously easy. What does TNG stand for? That's a question? It's the next generation. There we go. See, I Duh. told you it was a freebie. Duh. Now, did you want me to move on to something a little bit more challenging, Rob? Let's try something a little more challenging before the next song. All right. Okay. What are the effects of aging while traveling at light speed or warp speed? Sorry. On the show or in real life? On the show. On the show. And there in real life. Well, but it's two different things. In real life, relativity would come into play. And so mm-hmm. if you were traveling faster than the speed of light, time would move at a different rate for you than people who are not traveling at the speed of light. But on Star Trek, there is no effect because that's how just how it works. Loophole. So would you say that if you left Earth at the speed of light and came back like five minutes later for yourself, everybody would be dead? Everybody on you Star know? Trek or in real life? In real life. In real life, everyone you know would be dead. That's unfortunate. But on Star Trek, no. They would just be like, why did you use warp drive in the solar system? That's not allowed. So note to self, don't travel at light speed. I'm just realizing just how nerdy this show is making me sound. And we're only like <laughs> six minutes in. So six I'm pretty sure in. if a woman hears this show, I will never have another date. Ever. Yeah. That will be stuff Rob doesn't know. Say how to bye get a date bye after your, this show. Yeah. I just want to tell our sponsors, say bye-bye to your grandchildren or any possibility of grandchildren. Look, I, I've met one girl who's a Star Trek fan, and she knows and, more about the show than me, and she doesn't live in a basement. And And she was so disappointed that you didn't know more than her that she refused to go on a second date with you. Sorry. <laughs> I, I mean, like, I see where you're going there, Kat, but it just... I just decided not to take it all the way because that would be mean. Anyways, that is true, and, and I'm the mean one on the show. Exactly. It all would right. be going against my character. Um, so, Rob, uh, I wanted to ask you, how does warp speed work? Is it that they bend space or that they fold space or that they move really quickly? They bend space around the spaceship. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. It Have is you? crazy. Space folding was a different technology that we saw in Star Trek Voyager in the first season. Are you familiar with A Wrinkle in Time? I am. Did you see any uh, correlation between that? Well, not really, because the Tesseract that they talk about in A Wrinkle of Time does not work on the same principle as Star Trek's warp drive. In A Wrinkle in Time, they take two points in space and they bring them together and then you just... You You step on by. Step on through. All right. So how about we step on through to the next song, Rob? All right. Well, we're going to stay with the original series so far. So this is the main suite from The Trouble with Tribbles, which is one of my favorite episodes. Who am I kidding? They're all my favorite. Anyway, this is The Trouble with Tribbles on The Sound of Television.
hello. Hello, hello. And uh, welcome back. I am Rob. I am Catechus Finch, and this is our Star Trek episode. On the sound of television. So, as me and Rob were discussing, this this particular piece reminds me of like a desert planet, just like with winds and desert storms and like waves of sand hitting you in the face as you travel its terrain. But you realize that it doesn't happen in like sand at all. It's in space. Well, is this while they're on the ship? Yes. Okay. Do, do, do. <laughs> well, I, I don't, I don't know. They'd have to be traveling from some, some kind of like space cloud in order for me to justify that music in my mind. Now, see what's happening in this episode is uh, they're transporting a shipment of grain to some planet. Grain? And then they get these little cute balls of fur called tribbles. And they're like, oh, these balls of fur are so cute. But and then, then the balls evil. of fur they, or fur, they eat all of the grain. Oh, you know what? I think I might have actually seen that. And that's the trouble with tribbles is that they eat all of the grain and they also are born pregnant. Like they, if you feed them, they have babies. Surprise, we're Yay. pregnant. Yes, just Yay. like on our soap episode where we were all pregnant Everyone with like 15 pregnant? babies. We 15. were tribbles in that episode. We were born pregnant. <laughs> um, so they're like, the UNICEF of, of, of Star Trek, they send grain to places, except for their UNICEF gets eaten by stuff called Tribbles. Sorry, that was a bad analogy. What? I, I don't you know, know how, what you... You know how UNICEF just, like, brings food to, like, starving children? Yeah. Starving children, you know? No? Yeah? No? Okay. I understand what you were saying now after you've explained it, uh, but not it, it's not really right. Anyways, I think you're just a little slow today, Rob. I'm so, a little slow. You just said that I'm gonna, the I'm Starship gonna, Enterprise was UNICEF, and I'm slow. I was making an analogy. Why don't we just test your slowness with my next piece here? Yes, my why don't we, Kat? So, you were asking me if I was going to test you on star dates. Yeah, star dates are tough because they're arbitrary. And I am. What was the return? What was the date of Voyager's return? Star date slash any date? You can give me anything you want here. <laughs> this is not fair. This is not how a fair is, question. This is not fair. If you if you were a true fan, you would have looked this up years ago and memorized it. In fact, you would have had it written on your ceiling so you could look at it before you go to bed. <laughs> what? <laughs> That's right. Okay, Looks let like me see if not... I can let me see if I can figure this out. I can give, probably give you a general okay. a general thing to do here. Okay. I just got to count. Eight nine zero one two three five four nine something something. Um, I don't know. I got two three eight three from the, some website, but that's although, totally wrong. Although five five something came up somewhere. A star so. date would start with either four like it would be made of five numbers and it would start with either four or five looks like, like my source is wrong the start date of the final episode of star trek the next generation is four seven nine eight eight whoa yeah that's right all right so i just got pwned by rob and again i have you know what i suspect that after that sentence girls who have already gone on dates with me in the past are now going to try and like annul them <laughs> and i've never what? I've never been on a date with that guy. In fact, I don't even know who that guy is. What? Anyways. 
That's okay. I have my VHS tapes of Star Trek episodes. (laughs) To keep you company. And at least I don't live in my mom's basement. Part of that is because she doesn't really have a basement. Hey, I live in my mom's basement. What are you trying to say here? Nothing at all, Cap. Okay. Nothing at all. Why don't we just move on to our next piece? Yes, let's. What what is your favorite Star Trek show, Cat? Um you know, I I liked I liked the one with Janeway, which was Voyager. Okay, well that's what we'll play for you. This is the theme from Star Trek Voyager on the Sound of Television. Faces of Radio, this is The Sound of Television. Television. Thank you. 
Welcome back. This is the Sound of Television, Star Trek edition. I am Rob. And I'm Catechus Finch. So Here we are again, Rob. Do you have more trivia for me, or I are do. you running out of questions? Oh, no, I am nowhere near running out of questions here. Okay. Well, we are playing a game where Kat tries to stump Rob with questions, and so far, she hasn't really done it. So. Well, well now, I'm sure this one will put you in your place. Uh-huh, sure, Kat, sure. In Gene Roddenberry's original treatment for Star Trek, what was the name of the starship? The Yorkton. You asshole. I mean. That's right, Kat. <laughs> Damn it. Um, I mean, gosh darn. Um, let's move on to the next question. How appropriate this music is. So, Spaceship music works good for. Uh, it works for trivia. So what actress turned down the role of Seven of Nine four times? Jerry Ryan? God damn it. You are a true nerd. Well, because she ended up taking the role yeah, afterwards. Yeah, she did. So. She did. Also, in my research, I found out that her husband was like... A congressman a, or a senator or something like that? Yeah, but he was also like a sexual deviant. Yeah. I, I remember reading that somewhere. Yeah. But to be fair, if I was married to Jerry Ryan, I might also want to be a sexual deviant with her. Um. Well, it was that <laughs> okay, kind Okay. Of- yeah. I- <laughs> The music uh, took a turn. Yeah, batting a thousand here, Rob. Good job. <laughs> yeah. Um, so any chance that you ever had with uh, Jerry Ryan? Gone. Gone. Completely. I'm pretty sure that I would not have a chance with Jerry Ryan unless she, you know, went blind. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, the details of this deviancy that he had, he would like take her to these like creepy sex clubs and be like, hey, you want to, like, do it while these people watch us? And she was like, no, please don't take me to another one of these again. And then they went to Paris, and he's like, hey, let's go to this really cool club. And they went to this club, and it was another sex club. And she was like, I told you not to take me to these damn sex clubs. And that was that. Wow. I didn't think that we would get into a discussion about sex uh, sex clubs during a Star Trek episode. Me neither. I mean, especially given that Star Trek fans and sex usually do not go together. Don't mix. (laughs) Um, let's, okay, let's move along here. What type of pet does Captain Archer have on Enterprise? It's a dog named Porthos. I hate you so much. How do you even know that? You said you didn't watch Enterprise. I just know these things, Kat. Clearly. Because you see, I hang out at the Star Trek Wikipedia. Oh my God. I do read it for fun. Like, you know, some people will browse Wikipedia for fun. I browse the Star Trek Wikipedia for fun and I say... What can I memorize so that Cat okay. will be stumped? Okay, all right. So now, where did that name come from? Where did Porthos come from? Isn't it a Greek, some sort of Greek reference? Well, I mean, to I Greek guess. Greek mythology? But I don't know exactly. In pop- popular literature, where did that name come from? I have no idea. I just really like this part of oh. the music, so I'm just going to sit here and smile while the Enterprise theme plays. Well, now, <sighs> I think I'm just going to mention that Porthos is one of the three musketeers. Oh, so that would be French then and not Greek. No, I think the name is Greek, but... Okay. Hey. But is that really a Star Trek reference that I've missed or a literary reference that I've missed? Um, It's a literary reference. So. You did get the Star Trek one, but yeah, hey. True, true. Very true. Looks like outside your little Star Trek bubble, you wouldn't be doing so well. Anyway. That would be justified by my grades in English. <laughs> Anyways, um, you ready for your next question, or should we do another song? Let's get into another song while you prep your questions and see if you can stump me with something a little bit harder, Cat. Oh. you got to step up your game here. All right, all okay, right. Okay, so what we're going to play is 
the main overture from the first Star Trek movie, Star Trek The Motion Picture. This is Ilea's theme on The Sound of Television. Welcome back to The Sound of Television on SpiritLive.net. I am Rob. And I'm Kat. And that was Ilea's theme, the overture from Star Trek The Motion Picture, which actually was one of the last films shown in theaters to have an overture where they just showed nothing and played the song and then got into the movie. So what did they do, credits or what? Well, what they used to do this in movies like they would say at a theater show where mm-hmm. you like the stage is empty or the screen is blank mm-hmm. and they play a song to sort mm-hmm. of get people ready for the movie. So kind of like, hey, you got to be quiet now because yeah. the show is about to start. Sort of. I mean, like like an overture and, mm-hmm. you know, plays will still do it. But movies stopped in the 70s and this was the second last movie to do that. The last movie was Taking some weird Disney movie called The Black Hole that not a lot of people actually saw. It doesn't sound like a good movie. It's not. Okay. Well, that's so, probably why. But this, however... I don't want to say Star Trek the motion picture was a good movie um, because it's quite boring. 
Um, but it is, it's visually beautiful. It was directed by the same guy who directed The Sound of Music, actually. Hmm. But um, Would it, you say Star Trek can transgress into the... I don't think I even used the right word. Transcend? Transcend into the film genre, would you say? But it, it is, is films. What do you mean? This was from Star know, Trek The but, Motion Picture. But would you say it is like an appropriate sort of topic to be showing in film? Do you know what I mean? No? It's supposed to be a show. Mm-hmm. Would then taking it to the silver screen, is that like pushing it too far? Uh, what do you think, Well, expert? given that there have been 10 movies and there's an 11th one on the way, and they've all been pretty successful, except for a few except stinkers. Except for this one? <laughs> Uh, no, this one made a lot of money. It was oh, a little bit boring, well. but it made a lot of money. If if this one hadn't made money, we wouldn't have nine other ones to watch right Isn't now. Isn't there an, a new one coming out In really May. shortly? Yes. You're going to go see it? I've Don't been trying lie. to say no because I'm not looking forward to it. I think that they're going to wreck <laughs> things, but yes, I'm totally going to see what it. What is it called? Star Trek. That's it? That's it. There's they're, no like... They're doing one of those lame, trendy, let's reboot the show things like they did with Batman, and they're rebooting okay. it. Okay. So, so um, aren't, aren't they supposed to show, like, what's his face? It's going to be Shatner like played. Captain Kirk, Kirk, Mr. Spock, all these people when they were younger. So I'm a little younger. worried it's going to end up being Star Trek 90210. Oh, God. You know, it will be. They're all yeah. going to be covered in pimples. They're going to be smoking, like, legal cigarettes and drinking booze. Did you ever watch space. 90210? They never had pimples on 90210. That doesn't matter. Ni- like, covered, these shows are always about, like, I'm beautiful, white, and have impossibly useless problems, but they're huge and important to me. <laughs> so... I'm beautiful and white and have important uh, problems, useless problems that are important to me. Okay, um, so you ready for your next piece of trivia? Yes, I am. Wonderful. Yes, I am. Okay, so in the original Star Trek, what was uh, the color of Spock's skin supposed to be and what was the problem they ran into with that color? I think it was supposed to be green, but there was something wrong with the makeup. It just didn't look right. It didn't film properly, but I don't recall. Actually, it was supposed to be red, but on black and white televisions, it came out black. Oh. So they decided. Now, I did not know that. You have stumped me, Kat. I've, that's one for Catechus. And, and everything else for Rob. Everything Let's, else I want to make sure the listeners know everything else for me. Big nerd, Rob Hadari. So um, what is... Uh, the, the actual skin color that they ended up having is a slight greenish shade, but every time they put the makeup on him, it was custom mixed. So in various episodes, he'd be slightly more green, slightly less green, and oftentimes on the camera, the green was not readable at all. Now, Rob, do you know why they wanted his skin to be kind of green? Because his blood is green. There you go. <laughs> ha ha ha, I knew something. Yay. La 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 la. So, in light of my one victory and your continuous victory, what would you like to play for us, Rob? Well, you know what, Kat? I'm going to dedicate this next song to you. This is from Star Trek Deep Space Nine, and it is the music that they would play in the background of Quark's Bar. Oh, well, this, this is wonderful. This music is supposed to be an example of what 24th century songs sound like, and it is called Cucumbers in Space.
Welcome back. Welcome back. It's time for more trivia. With Cat and Rob. So, in light of the cucumbers and space music from Quark's Bar? Quark's Bar. Quark's from Quark's Bar. Quark is a character that I didn't like because he was really ugly. So, I'm a shallow bitch. <laughs> and also is that he my was... question, Cat? No. <laughs> no. Also, I just thought he was... An asshole. I think you're prejudiced against people with big ears, Cat. I think I am. That would explain why I don't like you. Oh, actually, I, you know, I'm, I'm having a really hard time remembering what your ears look like. Yeah, you don't even know what my ears look like right now because headphones. I've got headphones that cover them. Hey, well, your headphones are rather large there, Rob. You know what, Cat? You are a prejudiced person. <laughs> I bet that you wouldn't even like Princess Leia if you saw her. You'd be like, that hair covers your ears. That means they're big. Hey, you know what? In my defense, I'm pretty sure that hair was 75% ear and then just hair wrapped around the ear. Anyways, um, what do we have here? Uh, Rob, okay, well, wait, are you going to ask me a question? I am going to. I'm going to. I'm going to ask you. Okay. I, first, uh, I'm going to ask you, what does the Ferengi race do? What do you mean? What do they do? What, what are they all about? Can you tell me more about the Ferengi race? Well, they're capitalists and like to make money. Okay. They have so. Big ears. And now, now that we have that established, what is the first rule of the Ferengi Rules of Acquisition? Oh, I should have known you were going to do the Rules of Acquisition. Um, a contract is a contract is a contract, but only between Ferengi? No. Damn it. I know that's one of them. <laughs> Shit, I don't know. What is it, Kat? Well, why don't I just give you another chance? Since you knew the rules existed, I'm feeling generous. I, I have no idea. I have no. There's so many of them. There's like 300 rules of acquisition. Well, the first one is once you have their money, never, never give, give it, it back. back. I should have known that was it. I should have known that. Finishing my sentences. So, um, should I move on to uh, a different question for you here, Rob? Sure, sure. Let's try another one. Okay. Well, maybe this one will be a little bit easier. So, in the episode, A Fistful of Datas. What is the name of the play that Dr. Crusher writes? Oh, shoot. I don't remember. I know that what happens is her play gets lost in the computer and replaced with Data's poem, Ode to Spot, which would have been a way better question for you to ask me, by the way. Um, Oh, well. Looks like you just don't know the answer. I don't know the answer. The answer is... Where is the answer? Something for breakfast... You know what the problem is? Is when someone who hasn't watched the show comes up with these trivia questions, she picks the most unimportant details. To Actually, ask. I got this from a Star Trek trivia site. Really? Thank you very much. Yeah, I did. What was it called? Um, well, you can Google it. It's one of the top three. Sure, Cat, sure. <laughs> Anyways, what do you want to play here, Rob? What do we. Well, Cat, why don't you give me another example of one of your. one of the characters that you remember? You must know something about some of these characters so we can play what you want to hear. Okay. So I remember there was this one episode when Data, quote unquote, fell in love with this one woman and he was trying to date her and Data was trying to date her. Um, And when they were kissing, she's like, what are you thinking about? And he's like, I'm thinking about the pressure that I have to exuberate from my lips onto your lips in order for this to feel good. (laughs) And she's like, you're a loser. I'm dumping your ass. 
Um, okay. I don't actually have a tune from that episode, but I do have a tune from an episode where Picard fell in love. So let's play oh. that. This is the theme from The Inner Light. Listening to the sound of television on spiritlive.net. Left side only. Welcome back. Spiritlive.net. You don't understand what Kat was talking about there. Her voice only emits from your left speaker in that last little ditty there. Ditty. Ditty. Yep. It's not a ditty about Jack and Diane, but it's a ditty about the sound of television. And I'm going to stop talking before I sound even more idiotic. You. You probably should. Um, let's let's just move on to stuff that you're good at here. So let's, let's... everything, cat. Really, that's a little too broad. Also, being modest is not one of your <laughs> <laughs> is not one of your uh, assets, is it now, Rob? Anyways, so um, I wanted to ask you this question: In the hallways of the Enterprise, where the tubes are mar- uh, marked G N D N. These initials stand for... What do they stand for? 
G N D N. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, something data network. Nope. General awesomeness of. Uh, There's no A in there, Rob. God, nobody does know this. I don't know. Well, you did get one word. God does. <laughs> oh. Do you want? Do you give up? G N D N. Mm-hmm. What is that? That's my computer making Star Trek noises. Wow. Um. Something something does nothing. Ooh, you're getting there. Um. Goodness. Never does nothing. Nope. Nope. <laughs> why don't I just tell you? Yeah. Why don't you just tell me, Cap? They stand for goes nowhere, does nothing. This pipe goes nowhere, and it does nothing. Well, Cat, maybe that's more descriptive of you. Oh, hey, hey! I go uh, to work and I make money. I think GNDN stands for more like <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I've got yeah. nothing. I'm just trying to save some face here. I didn't think you were actually going to be able to stump me, to be honest. And I was like, oh yeah, Cat, just come up with Star Trek trivia. Um, you'll totally be able to stump me, and and it'll be just Kelsey as bad Reeves. as when I make fun of you. And unfortunately, my hubris has backfired. Ha ha! Victory so. for Catechus. Let's uh, let's play a song in light of my my victory here. What do we have here, Rob? Okay, I think we can do that. Well, you know, there's one notorious episode of Star Trek: The Next Generation where Captain Picard is kidnapped and made into a Borg, one okay. of the bad guys. And so this is the music that plays when they're trying to rescue him. And it's all like, pew, 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 spaceship cool. Fight, fight music stuff. Coolness. I, ho- I hope it's better than the space cucumber.
do do Welcome back. So I have... Uh, you have more it, questions for me, Kat? Should this be the final question, Rob? Yes, let's make this the final question. Wait, are we on? Yes, we're, we're on. on. Okay. Sorry about that. Didn't mean to doubt you. All right. So the final question is, the uniforms were color-coded to show the division in the ships, mm-hmm. uh, in the in the ship. Um, so can you tell me what gold standard for, uh, sorry, stood for, uh, what red stood for, and what blue stood for? In which series? Hmm. We're going to say the original series. Okay. In the original series, gold stood for command, red stood for engineering and security, and blue stood for the sciences. Ooh. I'm impressed. I now, don't know why you are impressed, because that's a, like, that's a grade two question. Like, uh, if this was, are you smarter than a Canadian fifth grader? That would be like a grade two question. So, okay. Now, what was the problem with the gold uh, uniforms? Were you aware that there was a problem with the gold uniforms? In the first series? or um, You know, I don't know. Um, certain television sets... Okay, I well, just... I think I know what you mean here. Some of the television sets, it would look kind of green. Yeah. And that's why there's some episodes where Kirk wears a different shirt and it is green Mm -hmm. but on some television sets it looked like it was the same color as the gold yeah it did kel surprise now i have um a question from the animated series for you oh i have not watched that very much okay let's see if i know this here we go what is what does a a xinti look like a zindi x-i-n-d-i no a xinti k-z-i-n-t-i no idea Really? Okay. Like so a what cartoon. Is, what does is, what is a Zindi look like then? <laughs> there are different kinds of Zindi, and they were in Enterprise. I've never seen the show, so I don't know what they look like. I just know that there was like a spider kind and a well, no. humanoid kind. This is completely yeah. different. So the Zindi were um, a cat-like alien species that were uh, created for the animated series. And uh, what else do we have here? We what know we, we, we kind of need to get into some more music, Kat, because uh, I'm tired of you making me feel like a loser. All right. Well, I don't know who you think enough. this, how this show is supposed to go, but um, FYI, I'm supposed to make fun of you. Well, looks like the tables have turned. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. Whatever. So we'll what's, see. what's the next song here? Well, we're going to play man. my favorite TV theme song, second to Street Legal ever. Okay. This is the theme from Star Trek Deep Space Nine.
Radio, the first frontier. These are the voyages of the sound of television and stuff Rob doesn't know. It's one hour mission to play weird TV and movie music. To seek out new ways to embarrass Rob on the air. And And to to also find things that Cat doesn't know. Gosh darn it. That's right, Cat. To boldly win the best, best radio show. show award at this year's Tara Awards. That's right. We are nominated for best radio show at this year's Tara Awards. That so. is the awards for Ryerson's RTA School of Coolness. Of awesomeness. And, so, uh, committee wanna, of people that yeah. choose who wins. We just want to give a small shout out, let you know that bribes are available. And by bribes, we mean... Uh, Sexual favors, um, maybe from Rob but and from Cat. Don't don't let her fool you. Um, she wants to win this. Um, we are nominated against some tough competition. Uh, yeah. Did we have a moment? Did is we have a moment? Another show that airs on Spirit Rivalry, Live. rivalry. Um, but I gotta say, um, we did have a moment, and it was during the Sound of Television. Yes. So yes, we did. I gotta say, vote for us. It was me, Rob, and Star Trek. We had an amazing moment. Anyway, we're going to get into some more tunes here for you. This is The Suite from Star Trek VI, The Undiscovered Country, on The Sound of Television. Thank you. 
Well, that brings us to the end of our show today on The Sound of Television. Thanks for joining us. I don't know why it's on such evil music right now. That actually wasn't on purpose. Thank you for Sing, joining you for us the for, the, for the Star Trek episode of The Sound of Television. Target that explosion and fire. Uh, I just wanted to say that. Warp 9. Ready. I don't know. It's engage, Kat. Let's, engage. Let's practice. Engage. Engage. Ready. Engage. So anyway, we are going to leave you with a classic of Star Trek music off the internet. I don't know. Have you ever heard the Picard song, Kat? Um, I'm sure I have. I just don't remember what it sounds like. Because I got to say, if you haven't heard the Picard song, you are missing out. So that's what we're going to leave you with this week on The Sound of Television. We will catch you next week, spiritlive.net. 1 p.m. Eastern. I am Rob Hidari. And I'm Catechus Finch. See you next week. Here's to the finest crew in Starfleet. Engage. Captain John Picard, you Captain John Picard, you Make it so. Make it so. Just leaving. I'm uh, not dressed properly. My love is a piece of longing still for that which longer nurses the disease. You'll have to go again. In faith, I do not love thee with my eyes. They be a thousand heresies. But tis my heart that loves what they despise. Who in despite of you agrees to know shall I compare thee to a summer's